Hey, this is Mike McCon, and you're listening to Marvel 616 Politics. Yes, once again, this is Marvel 616 Politics, as you just heard. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Andy Kirby, and this is my co-host, Jared Mayo. Jared, I love that dramatic pause. That's fantastic. We know, we don't intro the show like this. I know, but now that we have bumpers introing it for us. You know, I forgot. Yes, I did hear that bumper. Yeah, like, how'd you like that? How'd you like that? It was awesome. Wasn't it? It was fantastic. It was... The, ding! That's one for you. <laughs> fantastic, 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 fantastic. That was three more. It was so, four. So, we got, a, we got a great show lined up for you this evening. Yes, we do. Of course we do. Uh, yes. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> it threw me off. This is Marvel 616 Politics. You can find us at Gmail. Email us at Gmail at Marvel616Politics at Gmail.com. Go to our website, Marvel616Politics.com. And, of course, follow us on Twitter, Twitter.com slash 616Politics. Oh, yeah. You can also give us a call or a holla if you will, oh at 616-755-TINA. And you can also look us up on the internet uh, www.facebook.com slash Marvel616Politics. And uh, even though the rumors are out there, we have not been uh, sued or anything by for using this name. No, we have not. Bazing! That was fantastic. Thank you. That- I worked on that joke all evening. <laughs> That's why you're late. <laughs> I was I was writing and scribbling and like, oh man, I can't do that one. Arr, arr, arr. Anyway, we kind of have a fun show for you tonight. I don't know if it's going to go really that long because I was looking at it and I was reading through some articles and stuff and I was like, hey, these kind of explain themselves. And uh, so I don't know if you read your, your allotted articles there, Jared Mayo. Oh, dude, I had them read before I got the agenda. Did you really? Of course you yeah. did. Why is I read that? that work. <laughs> Where did you find them, per se? Uh, Marvel 616 Facebook page. Well, that's true. But where were they posted from? Hmm. Thecomicreport.com. How Yay! weird. That's so strange. That's amazing. Anyway. <laughs> what was that website again? That's thecomicreport.com. You know what? And I'm just, you know, as long as we're plugging stuff, let me let me just go out on a limb, okay? We're we're pretty soon we may get hooked up with some uh, with podcast networks, you know, go syndicated, so to speak. Um, we have a we we have a sponsor, DCB Service. That's Discount Comic Book Service. DCBService.com on Twitter, Twitter.com/slash/DCBService. What do they do, Jared? What don't they do is the better question. Oh, can they send me to the moon? Maybe if they vote for Newt Gingrich. 
<laughs> Good. Let's let's try to keep the normal politics out of this nonsense. Oh, okay. DCB Service offers the best up-and-coming comic books, trades, and other items of the comic book genre for up to 40% off the retail value. That's insane. It's how, ridiculous. How do they do it? I Midgets, I think. How does that help things? Well, if, if we all knew the answer, then everyone would be doing it. I guess that's true. I guess Only that's DCB true. DCB Service does. I think they're having um this month or next month, man. I wish I I don't know. I don't know. You know they haven't actually paid for the last two shows. What? I know. I think it's because you haven't been able to email them. I've been emailing them the invoices. But you know what? In good faith, we're going to keep going with this. Um this month or next month, I'll be a little vague because out of spite, obviously. But mm-hmm. I think they're all their Marvel trades are going to be 40 to 50 i think they're gonna be 50 percent off really how do you know this it's part of their end of the world sale i think it's actually in stock trades which is their sister site who i'm sure you emailed um yeah their sister site every month end of the world in 2012 they're they have a a, a magnificent sale um i think last month uh you know i don't even know last month might have been top shelf yeah last month was top shelf books um, and this month is uh, a Marvel, so lucky everyone. That's good stuff. I think it's Top Shelf. What did they do? Top, Top Shelf did the surrogates. They did the uh, Homeland Directive. Is that who even knows what that is? The surrogates, the movie. Yeah, I don't know. What? You know, crazy. No, I don't know that. Whatever. What, what is the surrogates? Is this like a baby movie? No, man, it's the it's the Bruce Willis movie where um where everybody's walking around in robots. They just plug in, and and so their bodies they can look any way they want. Is it like that Arnold Schwarzenegger movie where he's the mom and he has the baby? Okay, no, no, it's more like the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie Total Recall. It's more like that, and it's not like that at all. Like Kindergarten Cop. <laughs> it's not a tumor. Like uh, Jingle All the Way? It's it's almost exactly like Jingle All the Way. Okay. I'm just trying to pull out Arnold's best. Yeah, but, well, that was really Sinbad's best, wasn't it? Oh, Sinbad. He's the man. He was good in First Kid. Do you remember that film? Uh, no. Where he was a secret serviceman and you had to protect the kid? Mm-mm. Oh, it's fantastic. Hey, how was your Valentine's Day? Well, I was just thinking maybe we should get Sinbad on on the show. Okay. How awesome would that be? That would be awesome, but um, last I heard, you didn't like roleplay or accent. No, for real. We should get a hold of Sinbad and have him be on the show. What does he have to do with Marvel? Who doesn't like Marvel? I'm sure he knows about Spider-Man. He probably does. I'm glad that you said Spider-Man and not like Luke Cage. <laughs> well, it is Black History Month. Is it really? I thought it, it was. Uh, I thought it was the month of love. It is the month of loving your friends it, that are black. What? Shouldn't you love? <laughs> That's just terrible. That's horrible. Right. You should love everyone all the time, even though we don't. We should. Me too. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Me too. <laughs>
Um. So, what'd you do for Valentine's Day? I got Jennifer a tiger print bag. That sounds fantastic. And what did she get you? Uh, she wrote she wrote me a book. What? Really cool. That's awesome. What about you guys? What? what did you what? guys have like another baby? <laughs> No. We got like 30 kids down there. We have three children. Three, 30. I'm only off by 27. We thought bunk beds <laughs> would solve the problem, but no. <laughs> um, No, actually, it was kind of funny. Like, um, I'm, I'm a little bit OCD, and so I tweeze like crazy because I'm a hairy, hairy dude. Oh, yeah, we talked about that last episode. Did we really? We did talk about tweezing. Oh. Or did we not talk about it on here? That oh. might have been a private conversation we had. Oops. <laughs> 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 yes. So anyway, Miss Jacqueline got me three pairs of tweezers oh, for dang. Valentine's Day. <laughs> day. I mean, she was like, "I got you three because I didn't want them to be bad." So there's three chances. Because I mean, it's hard to find a good pair of tweezers. Whoa. I got her a hundred rounds, nine millimeter rounds. Does she have a gun? No. Oh. But we'll go shooting. I'm gonna borrow. Oh, okay. I'm gonna gotcha. borrow somebody's nine, yo. And we'll just go. She said she. What she likes is like if you say one thing, like if she says one thing and I remember it, and I'm like, oh yeah, I, I remember. And so, you know, if she says one thing and I remember it, then that means more than if she said. I wish we did this, I wish we did this, I wish we did this over and over and over again. And, you know, I do it. It means nothing. I think it's a girl thing. I don't know. It's like, you were listening two years ago when I mentioned that. Right. I'll take conversations we had at three in the morning for five minutes ten years ago. (laughs) For real. I got a notebook by the side of the bed. You're like, wait, let me write that down. (laughs) <laughs> hold on okay <laughs> got it speaking of late nights jennifer's on call this week and she got a call at four in the morning what wait I a minute said, wait she's a social worker right yeah but when the foster kids go crazy somebody's got to deal with it oh <laughs> how'd that go what how did that go oh well it upset her husband a lot because he was trying to sleep That'd be me. Because he just got to bed. <laughs> no, I had to work today. So I went to bed at a decent hour. That's ridiculous. I don't believe you at all. I did. I herded cats for six hours today. Are you working tomorrow? No. Oh, I see. I'm not into working two days in a row. That's for poor people. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, listeners, that would be me. He's not talking about any of you. <laughs> um, let's um, blah blah blah. What do I want to do first? What do you want to do first? You know what? Let's hit Maybe some. Talk um, about Whitney Houston. What? Everybody else is talking about Whitney Houston. Maybe we should too. Dude, I just found out about Whitney Houston yesterday. <laughs> Where you been? I don't run in those circles, man. Well, I don't run in the circles either. Somebody told me – no, this is how I – no, this is not how I found out. But somebody told me today, my boss was like, 
dude, man, did you hear about Tina Turner? And I was like, what? No, it was Whitney, right? And I was like, oh, no, we can't do the show for, like, months. Are you kidding? Oh, what's wrong with your boss? He was joking in a sick and twisted way. For real? Yeah, he knew it would affect me, mainly because it would affect you. Well, there was actually, that's weird you say that, there was actually a European report about Whitney Houston dying, and they put up a picture of Tina with the article. What? Like, come on, idiots. Idiots. You know the difference? It's just, it's, it's enough to make you want to dance with somebody. It's those Europeans. Look at their economy. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Shoddy labor work. Wait a minute, wait a minute. We got a lot of UK listeners. I know, but they all want to come here. <laughs> oh, is, that, is that right? <laughs> wow, we are offending a lot of people tonight. Well, that's the cool thing, because when you work for yourself and it's your own podcast, you can say whatever the heck you want to say. I guess that's true, but we get paid by the Facebook likes. Ooh, we do. Well, we haven't been paid for a while, so DCB service, send us your money. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's start out by, uh, we had a little bit of a reaction, um about our um religious segment what yes we had three listeners chime in and pipe up and chime in and pipe up and where did they do this piping um on twitter and on facebook oh i gotta i should have checked okay let's see here let's see um blah 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 okay we know people are listening that's exciting that is exciting okay um jen Jen, who requested the segment, she said, first of all, happy Titter Tuesday. And uh, she was making fun of me because I said Titter instead of Twitter. Yes, that was fun. Yeah. I'm glad that you had a gigantic laugh. And so Uh, did Jen, my new best friend. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's see. Um, She says uh, she's desperately trying to avoid making Amway jokes. Um, she says my. Oh, is she upset because she still works nine to five? I don't. I don't know. Okay, my family has been having has been having numerous hilarious Amway run-ins for about thirty plus years now. And then she said she's a downtown Jen. And where does she say these things? This is all on Twitter, man. You gotta oh. get on this thing. I gotta get I on those internets. I'm missing everything. I'm on Twitter, but I use it for business. I don't use it for pleasure do you really use it for business i never see you on uh i'm mostly just reading a bunch of stuff oh okay all right all right all right let's see yay my topic thanks so much already enjoying what you guys have to say it's really interesting how's the feedback uh next tweet i'm already wanting to see a story where we find out satan is as heavily punished in his position as the others in his realm so that that goes back to the fact that I said that, you know, people think that Satan is in charge of hell when he's really not. Um, she said, I thought it was great. Thanks for doing it. Levi P. Tompkins. Um, he helped us out, actually, because we made a mistake. And apparently in Secret Avengers 22, and uh, Aaron said this too. A couple of people said this. Uh, the Adaptoids grew little tiny Avengers out of their backs or something. <laughs> Ouch. Did you did you get did you read that and find that out? I mean, I didn't see that at all. No, I mean I'm glad that they know what's going on. I'm seriously gonna have to go back and be like, remember what's up. So all right. So uh he writes and he says, um at six one six politics, not mocking your faith, 
but I can't help but laugh when you refer to Christians, Christian beliefs as real life. Um, I think it's mostly in a discussion about religions, portrayals in media. You should talk about all religions objectively, even if one of them is the one you believe. It's slightly biased. It slightly biases the discussion otherwise. Um, so anyway, he makes a good point. I wrote back to him. I said, oh, definitely we are biased. It's very difficult to be uh, totally objective, and we don't really want to hide behind false objectivity. He was really nice about it. Those may, out of context, may seem harsh, but we were kind of having a little back and forth there. So, Levi, thanks for chiming in. Um, I want to make it clear to everybody that um, w- I'm speaking for me, and I get I, I, Jared, let me know what you think too, but... Um, I'm totally biased and I'm not slighting other religions, but I mean, I truly believe what I think and what it's in the Bible is, is the, the truth, the gospel truth, so to speak. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I am definitely open to learning more about other religions, but I would, I, I would be hard pressed to try to objectively, um, talk about them in comics just because I don't know that much about them. And I think I wouldn't do them justice. Yep, this is a biased podcast, so uh, that's just how it is. Yeah, but I mean, I, I really appreciate him pointing that out and just oh, saying, yeah. you know, that that uh, you know, there could have been more objectivity, and definitely there could have been. It was, you know, um, but that's just not. We didn't want to try to do that when we really couldn't do that. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Kevin McVicker, hopefully he won't mind me reading this. He emailed, he Facebooked me. He said, Andy, I just finished listening to the latest podcast, and it was great as always. I mean, why not, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, it helped fill in my lunch, af- my, my after lunch lull. <laughs> but I wanted to help you out with a short segment you did on religion and comics. Uh, in college... If I wasn't reading religious textbooks, I was reading comic books. After I graduated, I honestly thought about writing a book on the two subjects. But it turns out I'm amazingly lazy. Just to help (laughs) you out, though, the major pop culture view of Satan, including the horns and pitchfork, comes from the medieval times, and a lot of this comes from Dante's Inferno and Paradise Lost, which is written by Milton, right? Sure. All right. Many of Dante's views are muddled in both Gnosticism and dualism. Gnosticism generally takes everything, even non-canonical books, and digests it all for knowledge, while dualism is one of the earliest known monotheistic religions. In that religion, it is considered monotheistic, but there are two gods, one evil and one good. Only the good one is worshipped. Both of these very different and often by and often by mainstream Christians considered heretical uh, viewpoints are two main drivers, though they may not be aware of it, uh, of the devil reigning in hell and the Constantine-type pseudo-Christian horror fiction. And, of course, he's talking about uh, DC and Vertigo right there. Um, I hope that helps answer your questions a little. It's a very surface and shallow look, but I hope that maybe it gives you a wiki-level understanding. There is a There's a book out there called the gospel according to superheroes that goes into daredevil and things like that. You can find it on Amazon, but if you have any questions on comics and religion, please feel free to ask what little I know tends to be on those two subjects. I thought that was very interesting and, and nothing that he said I can dispute for sure. Um, I'm, I'm familiar 
about as much as he went into with Gnosticism and um, dualism. And I know that dualism, you kind of get that yin-yang type of feel where there's uh, an equal amount of good and an equal amount of bad uh, um, power-wise. Which in uh, And I do think a lot of Christians nowadays are kind of duped into that thinking. And they're like, oh, there's no way that God can beat the devil. They're equally matched. I hope he wins. But um, I would I would definitely say that, you know, the devil is super subservient to God, and uh, he he basically has to ask for permission to do a lot of the things he does. What was the question he was answering that we were we had asked? I don't know. I <laughs> I don't know that. But I think I like what he had to say. I just wasn't sure what we asked. Yeah. No. He he had a he had a good, but maybe um I think the. I asked a bunch of questions to you, and you said, "Oh, you asked me about ten questions." But I was just yeah, I do remember that. I was just <laughs> trying to get you to talk. So it was like I was being interviewed by Miley Cyrus or something. Like, what does that one mean? At a what, time. Does, what does that mean? Have you not seen the skits on Saturday Night Live? No. Oh, never mind. You won't get it. Thanks. Thanks for making a joke that I'll never understand. Well, you can go and look at Saturday Night Live skits with Miley Cyrus. Okay. I can't wait. There you go. I can't wait. All right. Hey, do you want to do State of the Union first or current events? Because State of the Union probably is not going to take that long. Okay. That's not an answer. Me too. State of the Union. The State of our Union. Okay. State of the Union, we got two topics, and I think we touched on one last week. Hey, we didn't even talk about that. This is two weeks in a row. Am I right? What? This is, I think this is the first time we've ever recorded two weeks in a row. Yeah, this is ridiculous. We're going to have to take like eight weeks off. No, 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 no. And it's episode freaking 40. I know. Hey, you going to help me out and do like a clip show for 50? You got to start listening to him and be like, oh, from this minute to this minute. Oh my gosh. No? Is that a no? Who was it that went through and did all the Teen Awards for us? That was Jason. Was it Jason? We should have Jason do that. <laughs> well, Aaron went through and did the fantastic count. Yeah, we should just have them team up and give them, um, I don't know, we could give them New Warriors trade paperbacks. Yeah, No, he that belongs to Aaron anyway. Oh yes, he gets one, but there are two volumes. Oh, did you see that they're releasing Volume 1 and Volume 2 of Amazing Spider-Man Volume 2? Like, and Peter Parker Volume 2? Did you see this? Uh, Are you talking, like, the, the late 90s run? Yes! Dude, they're out. I cannot wait to get my hands on those things. I should have ordered them from... I saw them at from... the comic book store this week. What'd you say? I saw them at the comic book store this week. Well, I need to get them from in-stock trades or DCBS because I can't pay the exorbitant prices. Hey, no, wait. If you own a comic shop, <laughs> I'm sure that you have great prices. Yes. I mean, retail prices. I mean, what can you do? Yes. There's not much wiggle room. Wiggle, 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 wiggle. Are you drunk? No. Do you know that song? No. It's a song? I thought oh you were my just... God. You didn't even know Whitney Houston was dead. Why, why would I think you'd know a song that was played on the radio? I don't know. I don't listen to the radio. So you don't know LMFAO? No. Party Rockers in the House Tonight? Nope. Sorry. Sexy and I Know It? No. 
Oh, Kirby. Andy. What? Andy what? Kirby. You're missing some great bubblegum pop. Am I really? Am I really, though, missing it? I'll send you some good stuff. Oh, I can't wait. This should be great. All <laughs> right, current events. No, stay of the union. My bad. <laughs> All right, first one we talked about last week, um, Gary Frederick. Gary. Frederickson? Frederick? Now I, now I don't even know what we talked about. Gary F. Okay, yeah. Gary F., the creator of Ghost Rider. Well, Dan Buckley and Joe Casada have finally spoken. So what'd they say? Did you read this? Yes, I read it last night, I believe. Man, oh man, you are way ahead of the game. And wh- what'd you find? What'd you think? What'd they say? Give us a synopsis. And then what did you think? Well, it's really cool. Uh, Joe Casada just actually tweeted out. OMG, I just caught myself doodling Spider-Man during an editorial meeting. I think I have to sue myself. He just tweeted that because I I retweeted that earlier today. Uh, (laughs) Fail. (laughs) (laughs) That's sad. No, I I think uh, the part that I got out of it was that Joe and Dan, they don't see, you know, they don't hate the guy or anything, and that it seemed, you know, the the part of the lawsuit that got out was just pretty, um, some sum- if that's a word, to summarize. <laughs> that sounds good to me. I don't know if that's a word. <laughs> the articles were very summative about what really happened. <laughs> I sound smart. Uh, in that, you know, it wasn't that he was, you know, drawing these prints of Ghost Rider and signing them and that Marvel can't say that Marvel said he can't say he's the creator that it was what he was doing was he was using um pre other drawn prints of Ghost Rider that Marvel had issued, you know, whether they're on t-shirts or official prints and signing them and selling them for money and he was also saying he was the only creator of Ghost Rider which he isn't. So I appreciated the clarity that, that Joe and Dan gave us. Now, now what does that mean? What is, okay. Okay. First of all, Dan Buckley, he's the publisher. Yes. Okay. What does that mean? I thought Marvel was the publisher. Well, he like physically does it. He physically publishes all the books. Are you making that up? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> okay, see, so you don't know. Time. <laughs> he's like the big head honcho. I thought the CEO was the head honcho. Yeah, I think he's bigger than that. Huh. Well, he's been that. He's been the publisher for quite some time, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, I mean, the root of publisher is to publish. Okay. Right. So if that provided any clarity for you. You're welcome. It's it certainly did. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Woo. I don't know why I missed that. Okay, so basically they came out and they were like, "Whoa, look, this is unfortunate. Everybody's jumping off the gun." I think first and foremost, it's pretty interesting that they ha- actually came out and said something about this. Yeah, I think because so many people were upset and up in arms and like you know wanting to you know take their pitchforks and burn down Marvel. Right, and I think I posted that. Did you see uh, on the Facebook page? I posted a link to that one cartoon that uh-uh. 
oh, it's great. It was like, um, well, they actually kind of have a point, and uh, they were just complaining for the sake of complaining. You know, the the characters in the cartoon. Gotcha. Let's see here if I can find it really quickly. Man, somebody's been posting a ton of stuff lately. That would be me. Thank you for keeping the webpage up to date. Oh, no problem. It says, screw Marvel. Curse them. That's uh, that's edited. Curse them for going after Gary Frederick. Said, But Gary sued Marvel, not the other way around. He had no choice. Gary created Ghost Rider and deserves a big payoff. Actually, Ghost Rider editor Roy Thomas and original artist Mike Plug completely disagree with that. Gary made Ghost Rider into a huge hit series and Marvel did nothing but steal his work. Gary got paid. And <laughs> Ghost Rider was never that popular when Gary was writing it. Artists like Javier Salteres, Mark Texiera, and the Cuba brothers made the character popular in the 90s. Well... Marvel didn't have to counter sue Gary for $17,000. It makes them look bad. It costs Marvel more than $100,000 to defend themselves from these lawsuits. Should Marvel just eat that money every every time a freelancer gets an itch to sue them? And the seventeen grand was because Gary was selling prints of Mike Plug's Ghost Rider cover without Marvel's or Mike Plug's permission. Besides, Gary will never pay that. The fans have already raised money for him. Well, screw Marvel for what DC did to Alan Moore last week. <laughs> and so he said, oh, now that makes sense. So I think that kind of sums it up. And when I read that, I was like, yeah, yeah, that's probably right. And I hate to be one of those people that, like, you get a new piece of information, you automatically switch sides, and then a new piece, and you automatically go back. Yeah. But um, from what I read from... um. You know, from what Joe and Dan were saying, um, pretty much they were like, you know what, we we care about creators that are down and out, and uh, we love the, you know, the Heroes Initiative um, charity and everything like that, and you know, contact them if you wanna if you wanna help, and I think that they're trying to help out um, Gary, and and you know, by all means, do that. But basically, it says that. His lawyers and Marvel's lawyers said, you know, they agreed on a number that Gary yeah. owed them. So that yeah. means that means to me, like when you settle a debt and you're you're trying to pay it, they're not gonna make an you're not you know if you owe fifty thousand, they're not gonna be like okay, well why don't you pay a hundred thousand? We'll just call it even. Yeah. No, it's like okay, you owe fifty thousand. Let's you know let's pay it off at twenty five and we'll call it even. You know. So you get 50 cents on the dollar. This sounds like something like that. Yes, it does. And then people started, you know, ripping into uh, Marvel's white variant covers for cons and stuff like that. And, you know, what are they trying to do? But so it was a little bit different than just somebody sketching and saying, hey, screwing Marvel. You know what I mean? And who, who said that last week on the show? Who said, oh, no, 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 you did. Somebody, yeah. Um, Levi Tompkins, again, said, hey, you need to read this article. And it kind of explains it a little bit more. And I said, oh, yeah, well, definitely Jared kind of, um, he, he took, you know, the other side and kind of showed some facts on the other side and said, you know, there's got to be more to this story. So 
good on you. I'm happy that we didn't both jump to conclusions. Well, and one quick update, too, about our discussion um, last episode when I talked about Stan Lee and how he gets a million dollars a year. Yeah. Um, apparently, he got a million dollars a year up until 1999 um, with all the bankruptcy and all that stuff. Um, they were getting he was getting a million dollars a year. But then he wanted to create Stanley Media, and in order for him to create Stanley Media, the agreement was, that's fine, we'll still attach your name, but we're not going to give you a million dollars a year anymore. So he was able to leave, but he doesn't get the million a year anymore. Oh, okay. Well, by that time, he probably doesn't need it, hopefully. Dude is loaded. He's good. Well, um, when did they stop taking his name off of books like Stanley Presents? I don't know. Was it about that time? Probably around the that that would be the bankruptcy time. Okay. All right. Stanley presents Excelsior. Doesn't talk like that. Man, I tell you what, we didn't get any feedback, but I know the fans loved it. <laughs> <laughs> I have this gut wrenching feeling that they loved it. I don't think that's. I think that might be from the Chipotle you had. Okay, next topic, man. Red beans and rice. That's what it was. All right. Marvel Digital Leaks. What is going on with this? Oh, you asking me? Oh, I'm oh, I'm asking you, Mayo. Oh, what? Well, it didn't seem like it was a I don't know. I, I read the, the articles. It just sounded like, yeah, you know, the as soon as the the comic books come out and sometimes before they're even on the newsstand, um high digital scans of the comic books are coming out online. And uh, they're just saying, is it coming from somebody in Marvel? Uh, is it somebody that's really upset with Marvel? Kind of what's going on that they think it might be somebody on the inside. Is it Marvel themselves trying to get them out to have high quality as opposed to some crappy knockoff? Yeah, that doesn't make sense to me. I didn't get that either. Okay, so did you read the update on it? I don't believe I did. Okay, all right, all right. So these two individuals did, you know, they were kind of like saying, okay, well, uh, because of this and because of this and because of this. I mean, it looks to me, I mean, obviously they had to somehow procure these uh, these comics, these digital copies of the comics. But they, you know, they ruled out it's not comicsology, it's not this, it's not that. Um, there's a couple updates and they wrote it on fourthletter.net and that's where the, where the main article is that you can find on thecomicreport.com. So that's where I read it. Yay. Look at you. Look at you. All right. Let's see here. Oh, edit. Several people have pointed out that it's actually really easy to pull images from comiXology using simple functions that are built into your web browser. I tried it out, and yeah, man, I was totally wrong there. My bad. Because he said, oh, it's kind of clunky. You can't get this from Comixology. But apparently you could get some of these from Comixology. Gotcha. Um, it said, edit. Um, thanks to Usamiris, which is the dude's name. I don't know how to say it. Dogged determination. We figured out what the hack is this morning. It isn't a person. It's actually a security leak. And we emailed Marvel about it. Uh, and then another edit, Marvel closed the hole that we found, though I don't think it, it'll lessen how often or easily Marvel's books can be pirated, except in, in a few very specific instances. This was one hole that was very easy to exploit, 
and there are others that are completely unavoidable. Now, okay, so basically, it's nobody on the inside leaking them out. It was just a security hole in either a data transfer, either either their system's not secure that are holding these files, or when they transfer it to you know the app store or publish it to the web or whatever, um, there's a lack of security there. Now, it says that it closed. they closed up the hole because Marvel was notified, which, to me, Marvel, it always amazes me how non-tech savvy they are. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. seriously, like, I, I've been going to their website for years, man, and it just now has started to, to be up to snuff. Like, they used to have the, the wrong pictures every week. They used to, um, which reminds me, I didn't put the pictures up this week. Oh, suckola. All right. Um, sorry about that, fans. No cover pictures this week. I'll, I'll try to get them up tomorrow. Uh, I know. People wait for those, man. Real. I don't know what I was doing. I was working. Oh, goodness gracious. Why? I know what you're going to say. Amway. Amway's the answer. No, no, because... Jen met crazy people in 30 years, so they must know what's going on. <laughs> Good for you, Jen. Way to alienate one of our most vocal fans. Hey, that's fine. She's the one that has to work all the time. I don't. <laughs> Way to go. <laughs> you just keep working, Jen. Love ya. <laughs> Goodness gracious. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. All right. Right on. Stuff right there. <laughs> What'd you say? That's good stuff right there. Oh, that's good stuff right there. Tell you what. Slap your old grandma. <laughs> all right. So anyway, but the the real thing that gets me is, um, this these guys who wrote this article, they say yeah they closed the hole, um, except, but they can still be easily pirated. This was one hole that was very easy to exploit, <laughs> but there's several others that are completely unavoidable. That just means, <laughs> hey, guys, go look for the new ones. Yep. <laughs> right? I mean, what what has to happen? These people come out and they say, okay, this week's comics are coming out. We're going to either scan them all or we're going to steal the actual digital copies of them or we're going to steal the proofs or something. I don't know. And then they, they, they publish them. Somehow they get them out on the internet. I don't know exactly how they get them out to all these venues, but – you know, I've heard of people using torrents. I've heard of people using file sharing sites. I've heard of people just, you know, emailing them to other people. I, I don't know who these dedicated individuals are <laughs> that you know, they go out and they do this every week. Nobody gets paid. I mean, aside from the fact that it's stealing, stealing for a medium that, you know, that you're not paying for. Aside from that, who are these dedicated individuals that do this every week? Oh, I think it's the creator of Ghostwriter. That's probably the $17,000 right there. He's doing it. He's... Bless you, Gary F. Or George F. Or whatever your name is. Gary F. Why? All right. So any idea? I mean, any thoughts on that? Any opinions on that? Um, No, I mean, it seems pretty cut and dry. <laughs> okay. Because I put this on the agenda and then that edit came out and I was like, oh, that kind of kind of answers the whole thing there it kind of sucks for marvel that uh these guys in just a couple hours found all these holes yeah but what i don't understand though is is why does marvel have these holes and image doesn't 
and DC doesn't because if you read the article, it says that um, that DCs, you know, you have to wait. They trickle in like these these scans and everything. They trickle in, but Marvels are like the day before they're all ready. Like I don't know, maybe I would figure Disney might want to get on this bandwagon. I tell you what, yeah, Disney would take a chunk out of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we see before, I mean, in that um, reading up on the Gary F thing, Disney's gone after people for you know taking for painting Mickey Mouse on the nursery walls and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like, get that off of there. <laughs> That's ours. Mickey Mouse doesn't like babies. <laughs> All right. Um, anything? Uh, anything else for um, State of the Union? Anything you want to talk about? Mm, I'm good. That's okay. All right. Well, that sounds great. Let's do a middle segment. Are you a ready? middle segment? <clears throat> yes. Are you ready? Because we are gonna do this role play thing. Oh crap. We're gonna do role play, and then we'll go on to our current events, and of course the Dino Awards. You are gonna do role play. No, 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 no. Both of us are gonna do role play. No, 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 no. I read the schedule. I read the schedule. I'm opening the schedule right now. Oh, let me read it's... what the schedule says. No, 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 no. Pick no. three people who you want me to be, being Andy, and ask about how I feel and think about the current stuff going on in the Marvel U or news about Marvel. That's what it said. You must have the old agenda. No, this has not prepared for any kind of role playing like that. This has prepared to ask you. No. No, it's we're taking turns. We're not. You have to do at least you have to do at least one of mine. I don't have to do anything I don't want to do. That's true, but you want <laughs> to. I don't. I don't. Why? Why are you so against this? <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> this is not new. This is not new to you. This is not like I'm revealing a new book of the Bible to you. I'm this sorry. Has always been known. I'm sorry, but I I'm the producer. <laughs> Oh, I'm the publisher. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's that's higher than the CEO. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. I'll do one, but you're doing three. Okay, I'll let you pick. I'll let you pick. Ugh. Okay. Please, fans, write in and say how dumb this segment is. <laughs> Dude, they, they wrote in and said that they liked it and they wanted more of it. They were just patronizing me. It was all Jen. Was it? Yeah. Okay. I, I'm I'm ready. What what am I supposed to ask you? Wait a minute. Let's do this bumper. Role play. Okay. Tell me who I am, and then ask me a lead-in question, and then you can ask me follow-up questions. Oh, see, I didn't come up with lead-in questions. Did you just come up with follow-up questions? I didn't come up with any questions. I only came up with characters. All right. Well, tell me one of them. <laughs> Modoc. <laughs> okay, I'm Modoc. All right. <laughs> he wasn't in. He wasn't in any of the stories we read tonight. Did I just read you what the producer sent me? Okay. The producer didn't say anything about being in it. Okay, I'm Modoc. I should have given you characters like Spot and Feral. 
I love people Spot. haven't been seen, seen for years. Spot was in the comics last year. Oh, yeah. Did he die? No, he did a... Oh, no, he was in Daredevil, man. Oh, yeah, he was, wasn't he? Yep, Daredevil number one, I think. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. All right, hit okay, me. Okay, Modoc. Uh, what are your thoughts about not being in the Avengers movie? But not being in... Well, first of all... I am the mastermind behind the whole thing. So when you say not in the movie, it just means that they couldn't, you know, they couldn't show me. So, but when you see all those explosions and everything, I'm still masterminding the whole thing. I'm surprised your voice sounds like this. Oh, you? well, I mean, this is, I don't want to hurt the ears of our li- I don't want to hurt the ears of our listeners. There we go. Like a uh, a smoker Jewish man that's 95 years old. My mother was Jewish. There we go. <laughs> that's awesome. How do you feel about your portrayal in Superhero Squad? I, well, I portrayed better than Mole Man, who's all gassy and everything. Yeah. It's very difficult to talk like this when my voice box is so small. Yeah, could you maybe sing me an Adele song? I don't know who that is. Oh my gosh. Modoc, are you also not up to date on anything that's happened in the past 15 years in pop culture? I'm sorry, but I've been taking my time. I've been dying and resurrecting. Have you not seen me in the intelligentsia? I tell you, that Jeff Loeb and Jeff Parker, they really know what they're doing. You know who you really sound like? <laughs> you sound like the... That... Wilford, not Wilford Brimley. That's the oatmeal guy. <laughs> the uh, what is his name? His face is always scrunched up. He's a skinny little white guy. Um, Mr. Magoo? No. No, he made. He said something after the tsunami, and he, he got pulled from the Geico commercials or something. Larry King? <laughs> no. No. What's his name? <laughs> I don't. I don't know who you mean. <laughs> But as, oh, as for come. the movie, I have to say that I'm very thrilled about how it turned out. And actually, if they showed me in the film, in the picture, then I wouldn't have done my job correctly. Gotcha. Any other questions while I'm here hovering in place? I did have a question, but then I got off track. Crap. Because <laughs> you are... You know... I have to visit my cousin, Kang, from the Ninja Turtles. The Ninja? That's right. Oh, That's what I, I know what I wanted. I wanted to hear you sing a line from I Will Always Love You. I will always love you. Oh, oh, oh. Is that Please what don't you want? do that again. Thank you. Okay. That was awesome, Andy. Good job. Well, that wasn't me. I mean, that was Modoc, but Yeah, I had to hit the mute on my microphone. <laughs> Why? Because I was laughing pretty hard. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Are you able to speak? Is your voice okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> I'm good. All right. Um, you can either be Morbius, Squirrel Girl, or Fake Thor. Boy, fake Thor. Fake Thor. What What are you doing? Are, are you willing? 
are you willing to be used by Osborne? Are you that messed up that you just are, you know, you show up and, I mean, how how did you lend yourself to Osborne? What what's going on over there? Hey, I, I think there's something wrong with the Thor robot. I think he got destroyed by Luke Cage power. Uh, Iron Fist and uh, Wolverine. I don't think his voice box is working anymore. Crap. So he's like Bishop on the... Wow, well done. <laughs> Sorry about that, Andy. I don't know what's wrong with him. Okay, I'll get you next time. <laughs> All right, your turn, Mayo. Toad. Uh, okay, all right. So, uh, dude, you went from being a B-list villain to, uh, cleaning toilets at the, uh, Jean Grey School for Higher Learning. Yes, I know. <laughs> uh, you okay there, Toad? I'm just so embarrassed. <laughs> uh... <laughs> I was a lackey this whole time. So, um... I used to be in the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. What's wrong with you? (laughs) What do you mean? (laughs) You sound, um... I don't know, you used to have a crush on the Scarlet Witch, but the way you're speaking makes me think you no longer have a a crush on, um, the feminine persuasion. (laughs) I don't think that's fair to say. And you're old and Jewish again. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how he talks. I've never seen him except on uh, (laughs) X-Men Evolution. (laughs) You are making a mockery of this segment. (laughs) It's just funny. It's funny, Andy. You do good voice work. Thank you. If anybody needs voice work out there, let me know. (laughs) I was actually asked to do some intros to some other podcasts, so you may be hearing me over there. Did you do them? I haven't yet. I'm waiting for a script. That's awesome. Thank you. So basically, uh, yeah, I'm uh, doing janitorial work right now. I I find that very revolting, but I kind of think that they're trying to punish me. But, um, you know, I, I think Wolverine respects me. But why would you do that? Why would I do what? You went from being a villain in the Brotherhood of Mutants to living on Utopia and trying to go up against Cyclops to basically volunteering to be a janitor. Well, I, I, think, the, I think that the writers think that it's funny, but I, I also trust Jason Aaron, and I know that he's biding his time. I mean, look, I, look at me. I am, I am basically evil incarnate. Um, talk to me a little bit about your physical transformation. Um, well, I mean, with secondary mutations, mutations being all the rise nowadays, um, you know, we kind of have the diamond form that, uh, that, that, that hoe Emma takes. (laughs) Language, people. (laughs) I could have said slut. (laughs) Whoa. And you're back to your old voice. That's a secondary <laughs> mutation, huh? <laughs> but um, you know, it's um, it's one of those things. I've come to accept it. I uh, 
usually I'm a little green around the gills, as they say, but I think that it's all part of my persona. Um, you know, Jason Aaron and, and uh, Bachelo, Bacalo, they they like to to work their magic. But I mean, honestly, I'm just I'm just glad to get some screen time, some panel time. You know what I mean? Yeah, even though it's you know cleaning toilets. Hey, a job's a job, you know? I guess, I guess. What? Why would you go with Wolverine, though, and not stay on Utopia? Well, I gotta be honest. When I when I look at the options, um, being in a school, you know that the students are gonna be, you know, first and foremost. And, uh, you know, Wolverine's not gonna be leaving the school all that much right away. So, I knew that they had, they had approached me and asked me if I wanted to be a janitor there, and I thought, you know, there's some comedy relief, and they're probably just making fun of me. They probably really just don't like me. Um, but, you know, on Utopia, you never saw me. And I was there for since the beginning. Good point, good point. Yeah, so I figure this is my way to kind of gather support, gather a fan base, maybe get some sympathy. But why be the janitor? Not why not be an instructor? Well, really, my mutation is so unique and so powerful that I couldn't instruct anybody else. I mean, they're they're all low lifes. Well, then why not stay with Cyclops' team and go out and fight the hardcore threats if you're so powerful? Uh, Cyclops, he doesn't know how powerful I am, and I don't I don't like that guy. There's no way I'm gonna prove myself to him. I'm just going to wait, bide my time, get my screen time, and then everybody will see. Especially when Magneto wakes up. I know that the Master's planning something, and I'm going to be all over it when it comes up. I'm just waiting for one of these kids to turn out to be Mystique. I'm smelling them. I know. Well, you do know Magneto is awake. Awake? Yeah, you said till when Magneto wakes up. Oh, yeah, but he's playing some game where he's pretending to be a superhero. I uh, gotcha, gotcha. Last question. Uh, what is your role in Avengers versus X-Men? That's an excellent question. Um, I don't want to give anything away here, but there may be some deaths. There may be some blood, and there may be some gruesomeness. Let's just say, right now, I'm in a perfect place to get as much screen time after the fallout as possible. That's uh, right. That's cleanup right. Cleanup duty, right? Yes. But who's going to be in charge of that cleanup duty? That's me. You were damage control, right? I I definitely am now. I'll tell you that. No, you or damage control. No, no. Damage control. No, they're not going to be called. They're some organization that only now exists in the ultimate universe. That's not even real life. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, that was fun. Well, thanks for having me on. Yep, please don't come back. Okay. <laughs> All right, you want to be Morbius or Squirrel Girl? Nope, I told you I'd do one. Wow, I just thought you would forget. Okay. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> one more. Oh, really? You want to do one more? Well, who is it? Black Panther. <laughs> what? I'll try. I can try to do Black Panther. Yes. You can be like... Uh, like a old old Jewish accent. <laughs> to Charla not to do a Jewish accent. Oh, kind of like Arnold. Okay. So, dude, your series got canceled. 
It was not canceled. It was finished. Oh, I didn't know Wakanda was close to Russia. We have many ties. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do an African African accent without being offensive, I think. <laughs> yes, don't do that this month. And <laughs> this month? <laughs> That's... I can't talk to you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. What? I have lots of black friends. I'm not I'm not disputing that. Um I love Tina Turner. I love Storm. I have lots of black friends. People cannot say that I'm racist. <laughs> okay. You just can't. Alright, I'm trying not to do a Russian accent here. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, your uh, series got cancelled, dude. It did. Why? You why can't you hold the series? It was not cancelled. I have to say that my country, it needs me somewhere else. Not in New York or Hell's Kitchen. So, what are you doing then? I'm going back to my country. To do what? Well, I will probably support my sister. Or I will reprise the role of the Black Panther. Gotcha. Aren't you married? I am married, yes. This is true. So what kind of husband uh, never sees his wife? A very sad husband. <laughs> yes, I probably so. <laughs> but why don't you see her? That's kind of rude. I see her not because the writers don't write us into the same panels. So I, I cannot help that. So, I mean, what's the point of even being married? It progresses the character. Does it? <laughs> Doesn't it? <laughs> I don't know. That's why I'm asking you, because I don't get it. Storm Aurora, if you will, is very beautiful to behold. This is true. However, <laughs> it's, she she does not like to be touched. <laughs> what? Our relationship works better when we are apart. Isn't that kind of the absence of a relationship? I am not disputing that it is odd. It's kind of like saying that you and Andy are married. We, it is true that we do not see each other. But we are not married. That is silly. All right. You don't seem that intelligent. <laughs> um, so uh, I, I don't understand why you can't hold your own book, though. Because... They even took Daredevil out of his book and slapped your name on it, and uh, you weren't able to hold that up for him. I lost my country. I lost everything, and now they've taken this book from me. Yeah. But really, the readers are the ones who have lost. David Lees, he's a nice man, and he tried very hard. Yeah. But I ultimately blame fear itself. For real? For real. Why? Because. Have you not read my book during Fear Itself and its tie-ins? Uh, I read your, your arc with the Kingpin. That was a very good arc. Are you kidding? It was wonderful. Did you look at the art? The art, I cannot help how I am drawn. However, <laughs> I do know that Fear Itself made the book a race 
driven book. And my character is not about race. My character is about protecting my country. In New York. I did not I protect my country wherever I am. They were trying <laughs> to they were trying to buy up the assets of my country and take it over economically through yeah. hegemony. But uh, what is your country even worth anymore? Because I'm pretty sure Dr. Doom destroyed your vibranium supply. You are wrong. I destroyed our vibranium supply. Oh, you did. Okay, whoever. Just to keep it out of the hands of Von Doom. So your country is worth Zipola. Maybe they will leave us alone now. Don't you think? Yeah, because ain't nobody wants you. <laughs> nobody wants me. But yet they wanted me in New York. How do you say that? Who wanted you in New York? The fans. The fans. There was no letter writing campaign to get you to New York and take over Daredevil's book. If I'm not mistaken, the hosts of this show, this very show, had said that if I was in the Marvel U to be utilized, I should be in where other superheroes are. And New York is where other superheroes are. Yeah, but they kind of put you as a Marvel Knights character. Who did? Marvel. Marvel Knights, you know, it was like all dark, grim, and gritty crap. That is my element. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They got You got to be out of that. You do better when you're a part of the Avengers. I am the Black Panther. That is not part of my skin. That is my suit and where I live in the shadows. Yes, I didn't say anything about that. The grittiness has to do with my name and who I am. No, 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 no. Like, look at uh, Avengers Earth Mightiest Heroes cartoon. You do great on that. That's Thank you. awesome. Because you're Thank in the you. Avengers. But when you're by yourself, you suck. <laughs> Sorry. This, this conversation is done. I'm a cleric. This I'm pretty is, straightforward. You cannot blame how rude you are on just who you are. You fix it. <laughs> I am nobility. All right. Go back to Russia, and I'd like to talk to Andy now. <laughs> well, that was rude. What was that? I know. He's a jerk, isn't he? That's not what I meant at all. It sounded like you really raked him over the coals. <laughs> uh, he can't find me. He can't, he can't <laughs> find the kingpin, bro. <laughs> Well, I'm glad that you played along and did fake Thor. <laughs> it wasn't working, dude. Did you read the last issue of New Avengers? Well, this, yeah, but I mean... You can't talk after that. <laughs> Apparently you can't. <laughs> All right, let's... Uh, I hope the fans enjoyed that. I did. Yeah, I enjoyed Black Panther probably the best. Okay, <laughs> not Modoc. <laughs> He was good. I th I think him singing the Whitney Houston song was pretty good. <laughs> I, I don't know if he knew that was Whitney Houston. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's hit the current event. Current events. All right. Current events. You texted me, but I have no idea what you said. What did you say? 
I told you which two you're going to do and which one I'm going to do. Okay, so let's see here. You told me you review Spidey and Avengers, and I will do new Avengers. All right. Let's start out with Spidey, then. Okay. Spidey 679.1, which, interestingly enough, was co-written by Yost and Slot. Do you see this? I, I didn't look at the credits, no. Okay. All right. I thought that was pretty interesting. Why didn't you look at the credits? Well, I'll tell you, I really like the story, so and I really like what Yost writes, so that makes sense. Okay, all right, right on. All right, so basically we open with Uatu. Is that not how you say the name? Uatu? Uatu? Yes, and what an awful name. Never name your child Uatu. Yeah, but he's named after the Watcher, bro. Yeah, but so? You don't name your kid after a huge head that watches people. That's like so, okay, so my a next pedophile. Ch- I want to name my person, my kid after a pedophile. What do you. What? Oh, oh, the Watcher. Oh, okay, yeah. gotcha. Okay, Weird. I thought you were talking just in general, like Modoc. You don't want to. No, make... no. Like, what stalkers can I find, and I'll name my kid after that. That's weird. All right, John Wayne Gacy, come here. Yeah, exactly. All right, so basically, um, this kid somehow works at um, Horizon Labs, and I think we've seen him before. We may have seen him in the Point Win issue. Do we know at all? I haven't seen him. Okay, all right. I thought I had seen him before. So basically, <clears throat> all these people, he's kind of talking about how his life is sort of boring. And, um, you know, Reed Richards is... It starts out back in Spider Island, and Reed Richards is there at Horizon Labs. He's taking a blood sample from Peter because Peter was supposedly infected, but we all know that he was not. And so... Um, Basically, it kind of just intros Uatu Jackson. Um, Peter and Uatu start to work together uh, to find, try to figure out who is the mysterious scientist in Lab 6 at Horizon Labs. Basically, um, they kind of put a poster board thing together on and, and uh, try to figure out who is in there. Because it has to be somebody smart, but it has to be somebody secret. And they come up with everything from Evil Beast to... Um, zombie albert einstein to the wizard to to um actually the lizards on the board as well and modok's on there too and the jackal so um there's kind of like gaps in the story here you know the framing so basically spider-man is like okay well i'm gonna figure it out all of a sudden he sees morbius and uh max modell who is the boss over at horizon um, is giving him plasma, giving uh, Morpheus plasma to, you know, try to cure him, and he's trying to uh, get a cure for him out of the cure for the Spider Island guys, right? Is that right? What it looked like. Help me out here. All right. Basically, he goes nuts with uh, because he gets a taste of the plasma, and he wants more and more and more and more, and then Spider-Man jumps in, it turns out that, or there's this huge fight. Spider-Man thinks he's doing okay. Owatu is super psyched because everything that he's been doing has been uh, to invent stuff to fight monsters. 
And so he goes to the lab that houses his vampire fighting suit. He dons it and then comes back as Spider-Man and him are fighting and starts shooting him with, like, you know, whatever vampires don't like. UV light. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Light grenades and all this stuff. And he starts fighting them and Spider-Man says some strange stuff. (laughs) Like, lights out or something. What does he say? He talks about spark. Oh, the blood bank is closed. Like, oh, come on. So, like, he's shooting cross lights of crosses of light and stuff at him. It turns out that Max and Morbius were friends from college. And so, um, Max Modell gets mad at Spider Man and subsequently gets mad at Peter Parker and says, Hey, Peter, obviously let you in because you guys are close. I'm going to be talking to him. And if you want to stop by again, you have to sign in. And basically saying, I'm going to make the building super duper high security so you can't get in again. Um, After that, in Lab 6, Morbius jumps down this manhole thing and he heads back to uh, the sewers where he is keeping Dr. Kurt Connors. And that's kind of the end of it. And that's supposed to set up the next, next round of stories. So what I mean, which I didn't understand because first of all, the point ones are a jumping on point, right? Yes. Okay. So this was a jumping on point. But but we already had a Spider Man point one. Thirteen months ago. <laughs> right? Didn't we? Well, they're just I think Marvel came out with something that said that they were so successful that they're gonna keep doing them. That's ridiculous. I didn't read that, but that's terrible. Well, I mean, it's a way to get more issues out, you know. I guess, but just double ship. What's the point? Why mess up the numbering? I don't know. Write a letter. I will. Don't think I won't. Oh, Joe, you'll be hearing from me. Axel, come on. I'll talk to Dan, the publisher. Oh, he's the guy you got to talk to. He's more important than the CEO. Mm Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. All right, so what did you think of this issue? I liked it. I liked it a lot. Uh, I wasn't. What? Why? Are you yelling at me? You you said what? So I said it louder. Okay. All right. Uh, I liked it. I really have lately. I've really liked Morbius a lot. Uh, Jennifer and I are watching the Amazing Spider-Man cartoon series at night. Oh yeah, that has a whole season on Morbius. For real, and he, but I mean, we're in season four, and they're still continuing the Morbius drama. And I remember when I first watched it, I didn't like Morbius; I thought he was stupid. But Jennifer's really talked about the whole human aspect of him, and um, how she just feels sorry for him and all that kind of stuff. So I've really liked him a lot more lately. And uh, I didn't, I didn't know he was going to be in this issue, so it was cool to open up and find out he was the guy that was in um, Lab Number Six. Um, I thought it was just a pretty cool, straightforward story with what's going on with Morbius, Spider-Man and him fight. Um, but then just to see where it sets up for what's going to be happening with the movie coming out with, uh, Lizard and everything. And, uh, it was a kind of unlikely pairing with Morbius and Lizard. You know, those two, I wouldn't net- typically see as, hmm, if there were two Spider-Man villains, what two would, you know, get together? Morbius and Lizard, I wouldn't really guess that, but... I'm interested. 
Okay. Well, I mean, I can see that. I just don't like how Morbius has been used recently because ever since, um, I guess he's been used a little bit in Spider-Man, but really he was in the Legion of Monsters, and before that he was in Frankencastle. You know, and he just lives with a bunch of monsters, and he seemed to be taken out of the 616, even though technically it was the 616. It was kind of like a bunch of monsters living underground, just want to be <laughs> left alone. Like, these things don't really exist. And so I kind of, it, it didn't fit with me because this kid's all about fighting monsters, and here's one that shows up, and I don't know. Morbius, in and of himself, makes sense when you look at his origin. Yeah. What happened to him. And so it fits within the Spidey realm. But it does not fit with what's recently been happening with happening with him, you know? Mm-hmm. So that kind of just blew it for me. Well, I guess my Morbius is your Morbius is my toad. Gotcha. Yeah, see, I don't really mind how Toad's been being used because I know he's going to go back and forth and back and forth and eventually he's going to be a player again, just like Mystique sometimes is used good and or well and sometimes is used poorly. Yeah, the movie just kind of ruined Toad, but that has nothing to do with this issue. You didn't like how Toad was portrayed in the movie? No, that was fine, but it just ruined him for the comic book because he became a totally new character. Oh, uh, I see. And they don't know what to do with him. Gotcha. Yeah. I can see that. But, I mean, there's so many X-Men. Like, why would you even need to use him? I know. They're like, we've got Ray Park. Who can he be? Well, no. I meant meant now in the comics. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there's so many of them. Why Why would you need to use him? Like, what story could he possibly fit in that would be better than using more of the X-Men that you don't see often? Yeah, I think it's just the whole comedic relief. Yeah, unless unless Jason has is going to use him, you know. Sidebar real quick about sure. Marvel movies. Sure. They came out with an article today about Ghost Rider 2. Ghost Rider 2 makes Ghost Rider 1 look like the Dark Knight. It's that bad? That's what the article said. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I mean, jaw hit the floor. That's terrible. Ghost Rider 1 was awful. <laughs> it was voted the worst comic book movie of the decade. I believe it. I really do. I think it was by IGN. And this... Oh, that just makes <laughs> me so sad. Because I was talking to my boss today and I was like... Um. Yeah, I was teasing Jackie. I was like, "Are you gonna go see this movie with me?" She said, "No, absolutely not." And she's like, "I'm not gonna see that with you." And so he said, "Oh, there's a new Ghost Rider." I was like, "Yeah, it comes out today. No, tomorrow." And he was like, "Oh, okay. You excited for it?" And I was like, "Absolutely not. I think <laughs> it's a terrible idea." Yeah. I don't. Uh, I mean, I'm not gonna see it. So. Yeah. Good visuals, but I know the story's gonna suck. Yeah, I just can't. It's probably it's probably not that even good visuals. Oh, I thought the visuals of the first movie were great. I didn't think so. I thought they were hokey and cheesy and campy. <laughs> well, they didn't have like pre-recorded fire on the beach. Thank goodness, man. 
<laughs> stupid movie. Why was that up for awards? <laughs> they didn't win anything, right? No. Thank goodness. Ah, yeah. Made me angry. <laughs> you won't like Andy when he's angry. <laughs> right, Lou Ferrigno? Yeah. All right. Are we done with this one? You, I'm so, done. So do you usually read Spider-Man or no? Nope. Okay, are you going to jump aboard because of this or no? Uh, I don't. I, I guess maybe I'll watch them change the lizard into the movie version of lizard. I'll probably do that. Well, okay. Good luck with that. Because you know that's what they're going to do. They're going to turn him into like a killer croc character. Yeah, I know. I, I I'm interested to see what happens. I really like the lizard in the uh, in uh, you know the, the animated series. Yeah. But yeah, we just watched the one last night where he has all the he's the king lizard or whatever, and there's all those lizard people in the sewers. Yeah, that one's kind of weird. That's kind of like a one-off story. Yeah, it's very strange. Jennifer's like, is that in the comics? No. They didn't have a story like that in the comics? I think they kind of did, right? Oh, did they? I think they may have. I didn't remember it. <clears throat> I don't know. Let's move on. You do oh. New Avengers. New Avengers, a title that I've really enjoyed lately. New Avengers 21. Ragnarok, who is the clone robot of Thor that appeared in Civil War. Ragnarok appears to battle the Avengers. Wolverine goes crazy psycho on him and just starts ripping this dude apart, putting his claws in his arms, his face, his chest. But the whole time, Ragnarok is beating on him until he finally can't hold on any longer. Wolverine is knocked off, and that's right when Cage flies up and starts beating the crap out of him, too. Ragnarok flings him off, just as Iron Fist lands the final blow and defeats Ragnarok. That battle was sweet. So you liked it? That was awesome. Because they were just relentless. Because they knew he, it was a robot clone thing, so they just went to town on the thing? Yeah, I think so. They knew it wasn't their buddy. All right, first of all, yes, the the art on this is, is, is uh, very good. And, man, just the idea that Wolverine was like, I'm not, you know, we need to get this over with. So he just went at it is pretty awesome. But when you take it out of comic books and you start thinking that, oh, Spider-Man did a web that used as a trampoline to shoot Luke Cage back up. And he just, <laughs> you know, like he was right on target and he hit him in the face. And yeah, I don't know. It was kind of weird for me. Well, that's okay. <laughs> no, but it was really good, though. But, yeah. I mean, that was basically the issue, wasn't it? Well, meanwhile, Squirrel Girl and Jessica Jones leave the mansion, only to be greeted by angry protesters. <laughs> you make it so dramatic. <laughs> and finally, the new Dark Avengers want to confront the new Avengers but Norman Osborn doesn't want the media to portray them in a good light as martyrs. 
Norman also displays a newfound superhuman strength. And the Avengers return home and find out they are under arrest. Wow. You did a good job reviewing that. Thank you. That's I mean it. That's pretty good. Thank you. All right. So uh, what do you think of the new Dark Avengers, Andy? What do you think? What? What I say? What did you say? I'm sorry. I said, what do you think of the new Dark Avengers? They're not like the old Dark Avengers. It's, uh, I agree. It makes me feel weird saying that, but the old Dark Avengers had so much character and so much story behind them, and you actually got to see how they work and how they dysfunctioned that it really was a great book and a great team. Like the concept of having a Dark Avengers book with just a bunch of bad guys that were trying to look like good guys to the public. I mean, right now saying that out loud, it sounds like Thunderbolts, but I mean, it was completely different. Yeah, it was fan. It was, it was fantastic. It really was. It really was the, the loom, like the past 10 years, some of the best stuff that's come out of Marvel is the Illuminati and the Dark Avengers. Yeah. They were just really good, awesome, either a clandestine group or a group that you didn't see coming. And Marvel's unfortunately tried to jump into that power, you know, jump into that that uh, idea again with these new Dark Avengers. And then they had um, the, what was the, the Hulk group? The Intelligentsia. The Intelligentsia, and then they jumped in with that group last week. What what issues, what issues did we review last week? There was like some kind of Doctor Doom, Wasp, Bro. Oh, Secret Avengers. That group, like, just leave it alone. It was good when it was good. Yeah, yeah. This group, I mean, if we kind of see them, saw them function a little bit more, I might like them. But I just don't get the Gorgon being Wolverine. It just. And actually, I don't know who the two girls are. I don't even know who they are. Well, I like Scar. I, I think he would have probably been the only one I would have would have been a good addition to the Dark Avengers, the original Dark Avengers. I think so, because you're finally using him for something instead of him just... I mean, he's a stupid character. I don't like that he had his own book, and I just, I'm just totally against all the Hulks that are out there right now and how they've been used. But this is the best way to use him. Yes. But, I mean, in this, in this page, in this panel where they're all, you know, looking on at the battle, he looks like, you know, some high fantasy character when everybody else is a superhero, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just out of place. But I think it would have been interesting to see him with the Dark Avengers. See how he interacted with people like Ares and Sentry. Yeah. That would have been a good fight. I, I'm I'm all for bringing the century back. And we're gonna keep moving. So who are these two girls? <laughs> who are these two girls? Ms. Marvel and they were introduced, but I I forget. It was a couple issues ago. Yeah, me too. That's what I can't I can't picture. I will Wikipedia. So good old Tommy Lee Jones showing back up. What? That's what. That's who Osborne is modeled after. Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, man. Says who? What are you? What are you talking about? When he took over? What are you talking about? What are you? T- 
Mock me again, Jared. <laughs> when he took over the Thunderbolts, they drew him to look like Tommy Lee Jones oh. on purpose. Never noticed. Just like all you never noticed. Just no. like Ultimate um, Nick Fury is supposed to look like Samuel L. Jackson. Hmm. Okay. It's the truth, man. It's the truth. All right, here we go. The new Dark Avengers. Uh, Ms. Marvel is Deidre Wentworth. And Scarlet Witch is Dr. June Covington. Okay, I don't know who either of those people are. Deidre right. Wentworth is the the girl. Was she in New Avengers a couple? She led a hammer team after Osborne's incarceration. Oh, that's when uh, Mockingbird got shot, right? Uh, I don't know, maybe. Defeated and captured by the New Avengers in New Avengers 13. Released by Osborne during his escape in New Avengers 16.1. Right. And Dr. June Covington is a biologist and geneticist. First encountered by Osborne in Osborne number one following the siege of Asgard. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, and that spider guy is through Osborne as well. I, Apek. Is a South American spider god first encountered by Osborne in Osborne number one, changed into a sixth-arm humanoid form resembling the black suit version of Spider-Man by an unknown substance. Huh. What do you know about all that? <laughs> all right, let's hit. Uh... Not even cool people. What? It's not even cool people. No, I know, and I'm sad for Bendis that he didn't get to use cool people. Yeah. All right, let's go with the uh, Avengers 22. Let's go with it. Which has a sweet cover, but that doesn't happen in the book. So I know. <laughs> it's <laughs> Gorgon ripping apart Captain America, but it doesn't, you know, that doesn't happen in the book. So basically, what we find is the Avengers are out and they've all been um, taken out and attacked because they were going after Osborne. That's the background information. It opens up with the president reviewing the footage of Osborne uh, confronting the Avengers. And that he says pretty much um, I was imprisoned against my will without a trial. Uh, the president says, Whoa, is that true? And says, well, yeah, technically, but you know, really with the bad guys, we don't do a whole lot and we kind of just throw them away. And um, so, cause he's kind of seeing that, maybe these people need to be regulated a little bit more kind of, I think we're going full circle a little bit with the civil war and kind of say, okay, well, you know, let's, uh, let's put the reins on these people. So, um, Captain America wakes up in a Hydra aim hammer base. Um, and Madam Hydra's taunting him and eventually knocks him to the floor and smashes her fist into his face against the floor and then we uh, go to Iron Man and uh, Dr. Washington, some girl who's being pestered by her assistant. Pretty much she's basically saying, Iron Man and Washington sitting in a tree. K-I-S-S-I-N-G. That's basically what's going on. Basically, you are correct. So, um, yeah, they try to forcibly remove the armor and we don't know what happens. Uh, we see Madam Hydra talking to her... I think that's Madam Hydra, right? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Talking to Jessica Jones, who is Spider-Woman. And um, 
there's some convoluted history there, how she was kind of born to her and she was destined to become a Hydra agent. And it was in the, you know, Spider-Woman Origins and Spider-Woman the Motion comic. So read up on that. Then we go. What? Those are good. I haven't read Origins. I've read the motion comic. I've read the motion comic and I've watched the motion comic. And those were actually good. Yeah. Um, and then we go to s- these guys who go into this goo cave and try to, and they, they're obviously AIM or Hydra guys, and they're trying to take a sample, but the guy gets sucked into some sort of valve or, or pustule or something, and basically um, it turns out that they're inside Hulk's body, and Hulk was trying to kill him even though he's lying on the table. And they were super small, and they tried to go into his body and take a sample. So they couldn't do that. And then we go to New Jersey. They find the guy who threw down the hollow emitter and um, Maria Hill. Um, no, that's not Maria Hill. Quake. My bad. Quake. Or uh, Nick Fury's protege of his of his caterpillar butterfly group. Um finds the dude who threw down the holler emitter and, and smacks him around and says, take me to Osborne. And then Vision comes over to the mansion and Osborne's waiting there and uh, Osborne kind of renders Vision useless and picks him up and throws him into the wall. And then um, we end with uh, a silhouette of President Obama um, say, okay, well, we need to reach out to Osborne. Let's say if we can make this work. And then to be continued. And I was kind of sad because Storm wasn't in this issue. So it's kind of like, why was she even, you know, part of the Avengers? Yeah, it doesn't make sense. They showed all the captures but hers. Yep. What'd they do with her? I don't know. I can't remember. No, that's the thing. I mean, they captured her the same time they captured the Red Hulk. Oh, okay. Okay. But we just don't see what happened. So, you know, it's kind of like... I'm not that interested in this storyline just because it's more about popular opinion. And um, I was for a little bit, like, what what can happen with the media being swayed and things like that, but... But the way this is going, it's more like just drawing out um, Osborn's plan until we get to Avengers vs. X-Men. And I don't know. I'm not down with that. I mean, you could make this story... I would like to see this just contained in one title. Yeah. This isn't an event unto itself. Yeah. So So do you think this is going to tie into the AVX? I think so. I'm not sure how exactly, but I mean, he's kind of been leading up to this though, because you kind of have the, the annuals going and then all the way back and, you know, issue 13, like we talked about of the new Avengers with, um, Deidre and, you know, so he's kind of been leading up to this. Um, I just think it's kind of too soon for Osborne to come back. Like he played such a giant pivotal role that, and then like, his mini and then the goblin cult and everything. It just all seems very anticlimactic. Well, what I'm sorry, I hit mute and I was talking. (laughs) (laughs) 
what what do you think about the the government possibly reaching out and working with Norman Osborn? Um, I don't know what they would do except kind of acquit him and let him go free and drop charges. But I think he would say that you know they can't you can't have your own super team. And they would I mean I think it would go to this team, these teams are sanctioned by the government, these teams are not. But then that leads to a lot of other questions like, well, are they sanctioned just for US use or can they go abroad or you know, and then but maybe that's gonna happen and then maybe Secret Avengers will actually mean something that they're secret and they have to go abroad and do stuff under covertly, you know? But but does the government not know who Norman Osborn is and what he's done. They know, but if he didn't have due process, then really they can't do anything. And this is kind of exploring that. Well, even though he maybe didn't have due process, you still reach out to him and say, let's partner with the known terrorist. Well, in what way are they partnering? No, that's what he says in the last page. We need to reach out to him, right? Yeah. Let's reach out to him. Let's see if we can make this work. Uh, and, yeah, that's a problem. Yeah, well, but basically he's swaying public opinion. So if they do anything to take him down, then it's just going to look like he, they're proving his point and saying, you know, the Avengers are going unchecked and um, we don't have rule of law in this country and these laws say this. Now, if they could take him down and say, are you kidding? You've broken these laws and you've murdered and you've done all these things, obviously. But this is assuming that they couldn't they can't say all those things, you know, mm-hmm. because he was uh, an official in the government and um, he was sanctioned to do almost everything he did. And so if they say, you know, siege was a mistake, then, um, you know, they're admitting that they have used their power in an unwieldy fashion, you know. So it's well, kind of well. like a political sticky situation, but you're not getting that from this, you know. This is they're mixing media, politics, and superheroes, which I really like. That really, but they're they're glossing over so much and to get to the action, you know. Um, I agree with part of what you said, but I think a lot of it, you're assuming something. <clears throat> In which parts? Well, the beginning part of your monologue. What? what when s- when you're talking about how, um. How the you know the government uh, you know they're they're not they're partnering with him because of this and because of this and all that stuff. I don't see any of that implicitly stated. Implicitly or explicitly? That one. Okay. Stated. Well, no, they they don't say it, which <laughs> which is why I say this is you know a lot of this is glossed over. I mean, I okay. think we have to assume a lot of this, but I think that it's going to leave readers wondering. Okay, well, why don't they just take them out? I don't get it. Gotcha. All right. I just don't think it's good for the government to partner with terrorists. No, it's not. Not at all. Thank you. (laughs) But I mean, you know, not to get super political, but this is supposed to be President Obama. And President Obama originally said, you know, let's just sit down with Ahmadinejad and work it out. Yeah. So that didn't work. I don't know if Bendis is trying to make a political statement or if he's, you know, about about uh, our president or not. But it should be interesting how they tackle this issue. 
And especially when they're about to go to war with the X-Men, how is the public going to react to that? Well, and and think about how the public's reacting to the Avengers right now. They're outside their mansion uh, calling for their heads. Toothless crones screaming for their heads on the chopping block. There you go. Toothless. <clears throat> you know, that's how it is. Attacked by squirrels. Yeah, I saw that. Woo! Craziness. Could you imagine being her ex? Ooh. <laughs> wow. No, I, I never thought about that. But, all right. Let's uh, move on to Atina Award. Da, 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 da. Atina Award. I'm going to say, Jared, mine are a little harder today. Well, let me say this, too. I really enjoy that you not only gave intro music, but then we also have a bumper for the Tina Award. Hey. That's good stuff. Over and above, man. Yes. We deliver on this podcast. What? I don't know, but we deliver it. We deliver. So, anyway, how many you got? Three. I have two. And I know why now. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have none. I win. <laughs> I win. All right. What do you got, buddy? Two people. Two people have a skin together and love one another. Save it for a brain. Some people gotta stay forever and give one another shelter. You had that last time. I know. It's just such a good award. I guess that's true. Two people. You know, I make clips every single week, and yet I don't have that clip. Why? I don't know. We've used that award many times. I know. I don't have that one. How many clips do I have here? Let me see here. I have 38 clips, and that's not one of them. Can you believe it? We've done more than 38 different songs. I know. I started clipping them and keeping track of them recently. Um, All right. Two people. Two people. Two people. Oh, uh, uh, Awatu and Spider-Man? No. Morbius and Kirk Connors. Yes. Good job. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So they're kind of two people because you're interested in seeing how their stories... Mix? Yeah. yeah, what's going on with that? Okay, all right. All right. Um, uh, you got what I'm going to get. You got. What I'm going to get. Yeah. Hmm. Is it from Amazing Spider-Man? It is. Yep. Morbius going after their blood? Yeah. Good job. Yes. Right on. All right. All right. People at home are like, what? I don't see the connection at all. But we've been doing this so long that clearly it's obvious what the connection is with these yes. songs and everything. <laughs> Poor Whitney. All right. All right. Next is I'll Be Thunder. I'll be 
Oh, when uh, Ragnarok call, call, uh, when Ragnarok calls down lightning and thunder at to to fry Wolverine. You got it. All right. Always a good one, man. Those those panels were fantastic, and the way he was just chewing them up with his claws and everything, I was pretty amazed. For real, I loved it. We really don't get a chance to see that that often because they don't do that with the bad guys unless it's like a an adult or all or a mature reader's book, and b- because it was a clone. But see, you know what? If a parent picks that up and starts looking through it, they're not gonna know it's a robot clone, man. Yeah, that could be bad. Wolverine cutting uh, Thor's arm off. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, last one. Backstabbers. Backstabbers. I mean, that could be Wolverine stabbing Thor. Could be. But it's not. Is it uh, New Avengers? Yes. It's both Avengers. Oh. So something to do with Norman Osborn, then. No. Oh. Backstabbers. Fill me in. All right, it's the public feeling like the Avengers have like turning on the Avengers. So the Avengers have stabbed them in the back. Gotcha, gotcha. It's kind of a roundabout. I understand. I, I, it's a roundabout. I <laughs> All right, what's yours? Bold and reckless. Bold and reckless. Osborne just blatantly coming out and saying, you know, talking to the cameras and everything? No. Uh, them beating up on Cap? No. Does it have to do with the president? Yes. Him just saying, hey, let's work it out. Yes. Okay. All right. I'll get a third of a point for that. What? <laughs> You had 17 guesses. 17? Well, we're rounding <laughs> up to a third of a point. Well, good job. Thank you once again for joining us for this amazing, fun, happy, fun super time, as we wait, call it. Wait, wait, What? We forgot to talk about something. What? Didn't you and the family take a trip this week? <laughs> we will cover this quickly. <laughs> okay all right so all three of my children have been to the er the urgent care or whatever and i thought you know what that's good get it out of the way when they're young you know they're not driving anything like that so i get a phone call at work um hey it's your daughter's school can i put them through yeah go ahead and put them through oh mr kirby um felicity was playing on the playground and she hit her head and i think she needs stitches like, oh, 
okay. So my <laughs> first reaction was not a good parental reaction. Got to be honest. My first reaction was, I am not even finished paying for Ellie's toe. <laughs> and the lady on the other hand, on the other line, bless her heart, said, "I'm sorry." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, never mind." I was like, "How much blood is it? Is it bleeding a lot?" She was like, "No, I got the bleeding under control, but it's very deep, and usually when cuts are dark red, then they need stitches, and well, this is dark red." Oh, I was like, okay, I'll, I'm, I'm coming to pick her up. So I picked her up, and she had cut her head open on um, a culvert that is on the playground, actually. Like, um, we have this giant bridge, the causeway, that connects the North Shore to the South Shore, like New Orleans to where we live. And a um, long time ago... Even when I was at, I, I went to the same school, and even when I was on the playground, they had like sections of these pylons um, to hold the bridge up, and they had them like painted and on uh, on the playground to play with. And so, you know, they're kind of cool. They're just giant concrete hollowed out tubes that you can run in and hide in and have your fort in and stuff like that. So basically, Felicity's been growing a little bit recently, and she didn't have the clearance that she thought she had. Gotcha. And so I think on one of the pieces of gravel sticking out of the culvert, I think she cut her head open. Oh, poor thing. She was being chased by a boy. She was all right. And she, you know, she was a trooper. She's got a high tolerance for pain. Um, emotionally, she is not, she, uh, she, you know, freaks out emotionally easily. But um, for physical pain, she's, she's got a surprisingly high tolerance and she's always been like that. So, I take her to the ready med because, or the the urgent care center, which is a clinic, because it's just so much easier than the hospital, and it's uh, it's so much cheaper, and it's amazing that yeah. I know this. Yeah. So we go there, and they say, "Oh, well, we don't take that insurance." I'm like, "That's fine. I'll be happy to pay out of pocket." So I pay out of pocket. It's $135. That's it, and I pay up front. I'm like, "Hey, that's sweet. Whatever." Um, for just a couple staples in her head. Well, I'm getting to that, yeah. I mean, she was like, oh, no, are they going to have to shave my head? And she was kind of scared, and she was freaking out, so she was crying about that. But when we got in there, you know, I was kind of talking to her, and the doctor had a good bedside manner and everything and was nice to her. And, um, you know, they didn't have to shave any part of her head or anything. They just cleaned it up. They did give her a shot to numb it for the staple gun. Uh-huh. And, um... That shot, you know, when it goes in, it burns and it stings. But she did okay with that. She only she had one tear. And um, but they pretty much they just they just like placed the thing together and stapled it. They seriously did. They were like, ka-tsh, ka-tsh. ouch. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, she didn't feel it at all. But I was surprised. They were like, well, it's not like staples that you put in your paper. And they were talking to her. It's for your, you know, it's for your skin. But no, dude, when you look at them, it's it's giant staple gun staples. <laughs> I mean, you showed me the picture. Oh, did I? Oh, yeah, 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 that's right, yeah. It's like you're like, holy cow, that's for wood, you know? Yeah. So, um, she gets the staples out in a week. Hopefully, that won't be too painful. I really feel sorry for the kid. So, I love. Still looks kind of open. The picture you sent me. 
Oh, well, like, that was right after it got done. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because I was just wondering how, I mean, even though it's stapled, like, how do you keep it from getting infected? Well, we'll we put a topical antibiotic on it and just, you know, keep it clean. Gotcha. Yeah. So. How's she doing? She's doing great. I mean, we went to Awana. We went to church, and she was, she probably could have played games, but I said, you know, just sit out and take it easy on the playground. But there, I mean, she could participate in PE and everything, so. Good. Which, I'm sorry, I get your girls confused. Which one is Felicity? Felicity's the oldest. She's six. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we were in and out of there in a half an hour, man. Well, because they, they, they give you good customer service because they know you now. Like, oh, hey, it's the Kirby's. Yeah. What happened this time? They were like, oh, this is this is nothing like the last time you came in here. I was like, yeah. oh, thank goodness. <laughs> that was rough, man. She cut her eye or her eyebrow open, and that uh, was super deep. And they had to put stitches on the inside and the outside. It's like you have boys. It's weird, man. You know? It is, but it's, you know, they're running around, and they're laughing and jumping off <laughs> of things. It's, you know. But I, we have a blast. Sounds like you have a great time. We do have a great time. It's all fun and games until somebody, ah! Yep. So, anyway, this is Marvel 616 Politics. You can email us at marvel616politics at gmail.com. Visit our website. If you don't have iTunes, then please visit our website, marvel616politics.com. That's where you can stream or download our episodes. You can also follow us on Twitter at 616politics. You can hit us up on Facebook, facebook.com slash marvel616politics. Give us a call. Leave us a message. As long as it's appropriate, we will play it on the air for all to hear and answer your questions. 616-755-TINA. And last but not least, this episode in good faith is yet again brought to you by DCB Service. That's Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com, which will bring you 35 up to 40% off almost everything, all your comic needs. That's true. If you are if you live in the Indiana area, Fort Wayne, they got a store, which I hear like they get damaged goods, which is not really even damaged. It's like a bent page, like 50 to 75% off. Go visit them. I wish I could go up there. Well, Andy, I do have a free ticket for the Gem City Comic Con. What? When is this? Mm, end of March, I think. End of March. You know, I, I'm going to have some time to burn, I think, some vacation time. That'd be sweet. Don't get your hopes up, but that would <laughs> be sweet. <laughs> I have a free Sunday pass. Free? Yeah, you save like six bucks. Are there any big names going? I don't believe so. This is the first year it's going to be two days, though. Oh, well, that's good. That's, that's cool. cool. All right. Well, until next time, make yours Marvel 616 Politics. <laughs>